Vila Stanley, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. A little earlier time this week for the man, the the mythical legend of sports writing in Southern Maine. <laughs> Must have got extra coffee this morning. Well, he's got a little extra coffee. He's a little extra. He's a little extra amped up this evening because he's going to be headed down to Foxborough for Pats and Colts. So Ooh. I'm sure. I'm sure he probably didn't sleep all that great last night in anticipation and excitement of headed down to Foxborough. Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster joins us now. Welcome back, Michael. Good morning, gentlemen. Yes, I am excited to make the trip south, and it should be a fun time tonight. Really? Really should be. Now, what, what's on the docket down there? Is somebody tailgating? Like, you know, how's that work? Well, I, I, let's just say the sky's the limit. We go down early, and as you know, there's a ton of things to do at Patriot Place. So don't want to limit ourselves to a plan ahead of time, but looking forward to a, a good time. Excellent. Lots of hours to kill, so uh, I'm sure we'll be uh, ready to go come kickoff. Sounds uh, sounds about right. Um, you know, we talked about this a little bit on the fifth quarter last Friday. Shameless plug um, yeah. <laughs> on WCSH six. Uh, we talked a little bit about that Portland Edward Little game, but uh, for the folks down here who may not have gone, boy, I, I thought Portland really asserted their their dominance in in Northern A last week. Yeah, and you know they were so physical, especially from the start. I mean, some big hits early kind of set the tone and. You know, Portland's offense is tough to stop, even though it's not all that creative generally. I mean, you're not going to see them throwing the ball all over the place, running trick plays. You pretty much see what you get with them. Uh, but I thought Ben Trostepin, who's new to the program this year, really set a tone defensively with some big hits. And then Portland started to pull away. And then, of course, once the quarterback forever little got knocked out of the game, any chance uh, that the Red Eddies had at that point went out the window. And you know, hopefully he's feeling better and able to play here soon. It certainly looks like... You know, fairly serious head injury, but Portland's just, you know, they're doing what they're doing all year. Even their loss to Bonnie Eagle, they played well. So here they are now at 4-1, and one, and really there's one obstacle now between them and, and home field advantage, and that's a pretty big obstacle coming up next week uh, when Portland goes to Oxford Hills. They have Bangor this week, which they shouldn't have much trouble with, but, you know, that's going to be a great game. And seeing Oxford Hills last Saturday down here where they kind of took apart Chevrolet, really, really impressed. And obviously Colton Carson's the real deal. I know he's playing baseball at Maine, but I can certainly see him playing quarterback at the next level. He's just got that you know, that classic quarterback build, and I uh, was very impressed with him running and throwing the ball. So that will be a can't-miss game next week. Uh, of course, there is a can't-miss game down here this week as well. Yeah, there's. Uh, w- let's talk a little bit about the can't-miss game. Now, Bonnie Eagles at Oxford Hills this week, um, oh, which, is, which is that's a great way for, uh, for Oxford. Actually, let me, let me circle back. You have watched Oxford Hills go down to Chevrolet in about the same amount of time I've been watching it. I took over as the voice of Oxford Hills in 2012 and been covering them ever since in one form, fashion, or another, whether I'm doing the games or not. And, you know, most of the games I've ever been down there for, you know, the, the team did play solid defense in the first half. And um, usually there'd be what I'd like to call the uh, the Chevrolet sandwich. Uh, they'd get the late touchdown before the, before the half, and then they'd get another one around the other way. And... All of a sudden, there's a 14-point difference, and you think you're in the game, and all of a sudden, you're not. That didn't happen this year. No. It's a total total difference. I, I, I'm convinced that the Sanford game was kind of a nice wake-up call for Oxford Hills, and, and they needed that so that they learn how to how to go on the road. It's not easy to win in Chevrolet, especially on a Saturday afternoon. There's a lot of different things going against you when you're coaching high school kids and, and you're playing on a Saturday when you're used to playing Fridays. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that was you know, a huge win. And you're right, that the Stanford game, maybe, you know, in the long run, looking back, was a great wake-up call for them. And, you know, what a tough two-week stretch now. It's not like they're going to be caught looking ahead to Portland tonight, right, or, or Friday night. Right. When Bonnie Eagle comes to town, you know, one of the premier programs in the state, and 
even though they might not be viewed as the top team in A-South right now with Scarborough and CA, they're not far behind. And uh, they'll, be a, they'll be a tough team to beat no matter where you play. I think Oxford Hills is getting a break not having to go to Standish because that's such a tough road venue. And uh, certainly they'll have a lot of uh, fired-up home fans for that one. I mean, that's another game I wish I could see. Uh, it should be a good one. I think it'll be close. I think if Oxford Hills plays well, they have a shot to beat them. I do, too. I, I and they got to play to their they got to play to their their level, you know, and they can't play, they can't do the whole thing where you got one good play and ah, we got a we got a penalty and we got this and we got that, like, yeah. I, I think it'll be Oxford's defense is going to be the key. I, I'm pretty comfortable with their offense. I I think the, the issue against a team like Bonnie Eagle is, although they run a lot of the same things, but I, I, it's going to be their defense. Can they stop them? Yeah, they, they forced four turnovers the other day at Trevor, yes. so anytime you do that, that's a leg up for sure. What uh, what other games are on the docket this week that folks should be on the lookout for? Well, there is a fairly big game down here in A-South. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the game of the year, part one, you might want to call it, and uh, perhaps a regional final preview. Uh, Scarborough going to Thornton Academy for uh, you know not only the game of the year, but it's also a rematch of last year's regional final, which Scarborough won handily in the, in the Ice Bowl. Uh, when it was probably 10 degrees out, if that, that frigid Friday night there. We do remember uh, that night. No, yeah, that was brutal. But, you know, Scarborough was just peaking at the right time last year. Actually, TA won the regular season game last year. Then Scarborough put it all together late, and uh, they had no trouble with TA. And, of course, they had no trouble with winning in the state game either. Uh, you know, the, the, the narrative's a little flip this year with Thornton Academy being the favorite. Maybe not a heavy favorite, but certainly a favorite. You know, and they've been crushing everybody. I think their average score is like 56-3 so far this year. Uh, that won't happen on Saturday. I'm very confident that St. Scarborough will give them a game. Uh, but the game being in Saco, I think, gives Thornton Academy a little bit of an edge. And, you know, they'll be focused on Jared Flaker. But, yes, you know, Scarborough, they've kind of quietly put together a, a, a nice balanced attack. It's not just Flaker like some people thought it might be. Chase Cleary's coming into a nice job at quarterback. And Scarborough's essentially coming into that game off a bye. Uh, as you might remember, last week they were supposed to host Massabesic. That got canceled because uh, of hand, foot, and mouth disease. And uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be made up. If uh, if it does affect the final heel points, it'll go into the standings of a Scarborough forfeit victory. Uh, but I don't think that'll be a factor. So Scarborough might be a little more rested. TA might be a little more sharp. I don't know. I think both teams are going to be really fired up. Saturday afternoon game, I expect a huge crowd down there at Hill Stadium in Saco. And you know, best of all, I get to go to KFC for lunch beforehand because it's right down the street. See, oh, that, there we that go. Is, see, he, that's a bonus. See, that's yeah. the that's the thing. That's the, that's the, is that one of the is that one of the trips you look forward to making because you got the KFC thing right there? And is that something you hit every time you go down? Well, I'm not going to lie; I don't get down there often. So when I do, I mean, it, it is literally like 100 yards from the field. So you know, I feel like it's almost my duty to stop there. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. They'd be disappointed if you didn't. I think. Yeah. Now, uh, no, because my five bucks, you know, keep them in business. Now, are there other <laughs> places that you go that you make it a point to, to hit for food if you go somewhere, whether it's, uh, um, you know, around and about? Is there, are there a local place or are you just – I feel like you don't have a lot of time because you'll do – it's not like right. – I see a lot of people that's that are cool. at a football game on a Friday night, and that's like the one thing they're covering all week. Like, you're usually sliding in quickly from, like, yeah. Chevers Biddeford Field Hockey or something, you know? Right. Yeah, that, that puts a challenge on things. I mean, there are certain snack bars that are better than others, as I know you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you, you plan accordingly when you know you're covering games in certain locations. So, But, yeah, it, it's it's hard to uh, to squeeze meals in at some point. But, you know, you've seen me. It's, it's not like I'm skipping meals. I, I manage to be nourished. 
Yeah, I've uh, I've somehow managed to lose weight while still managing to eat something, but you know, it's... I, I'd like to know your secret. So that's good. Yeah, <laughs> someday, someday I'll go over it. I might I might sell it in a series. You know, I might do one of those yeah. uh, like made for uh, like uh, like paid TV times. Like, how would you like to do that? Yeah, monetize it. There you go. That's that seems like a plan. I think I'm just going to retire now that I've got the sports thing on FM. I'm just going to retire and go be a weight right. loss guru. I mean, you know, right? You're yeah. Basically, writing your own checks at this point anyway. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. I should, be, I should just be writing to myself. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster joins us now and continues to join us here. Uh, anything shaken up, changed uh, soccer-wise, field hockey-wise down in the southern part of the state? No, since are more or less status quo. I mean, field hockey's almost done. The regular season ends next Wednesday. The playoffs start the following Saturday. So we're not too far off from talking about postseason and then... You know, a week later, you get volleyball and soccer playoffs starting, and, and then football regular season ending, I think, that same Saturday, the 20th. So, you know, once we're in October, golf has its championship match on Saturday. So, you know, we're in the point now where we're starting to crown champions and look forward to the postseason. And that just means that, you know, a madcap rush to the finish line here as teams are jockeying for heel points. And, you know, still a lot of big games. The Yarmouth boys still haven't lost their unbeaten streak now at 41. Uh, they've certainly gotten some tests this year, and they did tie once, but you know the beat goes on for them. The Cape Elizabeth girls soccer team looks as good as any in the state. Uh, they're really, uh, you know, they were the preseason favorite in Class B South and in Class B overall, and I don't see anything to, to change that. Uh, so they've been kind of a fun team to watch, and yeah, you know, a lot of good field hockey action this year. It might be the most balanced Class A South I can remember. Uh, Biddeford and Westbrook, they're both on the street. They have a showdown Friday night. That'll be for the one seed most likely, and. You know, there's several teams, including Scarborough and Falmouth and Chevrolet, chasing them. So, playoffs are going to be a lot of fun. I'm definitely looking forward to all of that. Yeah, that's uh, it's amazing how quick that stuff wraps. I mean, I was thinking about it today. I was talking with somebody about it today, and uh, you know, we're week six of the high school football season. We got we got we got three more weeks of regular yeah. season, and then we're already yeah. like, all right, on to playoffs. You yep. know, it's, it's it's that quick. And I mean, the the, the soccer state games are November third which is a month from yesterday, and then at that point, all we have left is a couple weeks of football. So, I mean, realistically, you know, the next three, four weeks, pretty much everything's wrapping up. That's how quick it is. It's craziness. It's cra- I remember sitting out on the, sitting, you know, standing out on the field, opening night, saying, wow, it's super hot. And then I said, I, I looked know, up yeah. and I was like, in just a few months, it's not yeah, going to yeah. feel like this. When we were down at Fitzy last week, I'm just standing there and I'm like, yeah. we were like, I was trying to count it up in my head. I'm like, okay, so it's week five. So three, so we're six weeks away from being back here. Yeah, it goes quickly. And freezing our butts off. Yeah, and freezing. Yeah. Well, possibly. I don't know. I, you know, you I asked. Know. The, you I had know. the farmer's almanac guy on this morning, and I'm like, hey, what? Are, what are things? How are things with November looking? And he's like, I don't know. I'm like, I pref, preferably November nineteenth. You want to let me know, or seventeenth, seventeenth right. and eighteenth. You know. So. Yeah. You know, wait, wait until Thanksgiving, then you know, let the cold come at that point. But yeah. I'm sure we're going to have some very freezing afternoons and evenings over the next few weeks. Oh, I, I explain. All I ask, okay, all that I, I, I need is to not have it as cold as the regional finals were last yeah. year. Well, that was oh. that was exceptionally cold. I don't know if wow. I survive that again. That's just that that was too much, and it was too much for the players. And we yeah. didn't have good games. It just wasn't fun for anybody that night. Yeah, we were just lucky to get, keep power on. That was that was the first time I've ever gotten a phone call saying, "Hey, why can't I? Why can't I 
why is nobody there? And I'm like, oh, somebody didn't show up, and I make a phone call. No, we have no power. Okay, cool. No problem. So we'll just reroute that to another station in another yeah. town. We'll I was make, on the other end of that. Thank you. <laughs> just make that happen. I get it's this no text saying there's no power at the station. It's like, what? Okay. Well, what do we do now? Good talk. Well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to do something else. Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster in advance of tonight's trek to Foxborough. Boy, that sounds like fun. Who are you what, going down what, with? What did you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Who? What's the? Uh, uh, my girlfriend and a couple other people. So we'll we'll head down and nice. when we go, we, we try to stay the night too. It's just easier than trying. Oh, to good idea. In the morning. So yeah. But I'll be I'll be back up here tomorrow to cover a couple games. I got a Freeport Yarmouth girls soccer game at four, and then doing Biddeford Greeley football tomorrow night, which is an interesting game. You know, we we always talk about how Greeley seems to always overcome their low numbers and be competitive. They gave Marshall a close game a couple weeks ago. They upset Cape Elizabeth over at Cape. You know, here they are, three and two, right in the thick of the class of the C South race, uh, B South race, and uh, Biddeford is you know, is a team. They have a few losses now. They've actually lost two in a row to Falmouth and Kennebunk. They are uh, desperate for a win. So, you know, Greeley with a chance to uh, really make a statement Friday night. And I don't know how they do it, but they uh, they seem to find a way. Pretty amazing how that works, huh? Just yeah, and, and it's and it's every year. And, you know, every year they don't have many kids. They, they win some games in the regular season. More often than not, they'll upset someone in the quarterfinals, and that's usually where the fairy tale run ends. But, you know, most the most schools would take that in a heartbeat, getting to the semis every year. Talking about Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster, theforecaster.net. I was looking at, uh, I know you're down in the southern part of the state, but B South, I think, is 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 pretty open. B North yeah. is just as open right now, too. I was right. reading yeah. a thread in... Yeah, I was reading from MBR today, like, well, you know, we went up to Skowhegan earlier in the season. We are going to do a game up there and ended up not happening, no big deal. But we ended up going up and talking to them. And they were talking to us, like, and I'm sure you get this all the time, right, where the coaches are like, it was kind of like Jim Hartman on Friday night. He's like, I don't know, Bangor could be tough. It's like, okay, I think it's great and all. But, you know, like, uh, like the, the... well, if we don't get these kids back, we could be 0-5, you know? If we don't win this week, like, we're not right. going to have a win till week five. And now they're, like, they're up near the top, and they've pretty much clinched top seed. It's like, ugh, yeah. God, I get a kick out of it. you get any teams down there that, that do that that are always like, I don't know, we'll see what happens, and then they're well, usually I, a little... you know, I think the coach's default mode is doom, you know, in a lot of cases. <laughs> it's, you know, they feel like if they don't say something positive about the other team, even if they should have won by 50 points, you know, that something bad might happen. So, you know, you do get that a lot, especially from football coaches. I think that's just ingrained in them at all levels. Talk with Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster, forecaster.net. Now, I know you were ingrained for doom specifically with the New England Patriots, <laughs> so we should probably get your Patriots pick uh, this week. Oh, good point. Yeah, this is one of those rare weeks I'm actually picking them to win. Uh, I think I said something like 30 to 21. I think the Colts will score some points. Uh, you know, I'd, I'd love to see the defense play like they did last week. That was extremely encouraging. And, uh, and the offense hopefully will only get better. It sounds like Gronk is going to play. So this will be the first time since November of 2016 that Gronk and Edelman will be in the lineup. Uh, and hopefully that will just uh, rise the tide for everybody else. And uh, hopefully that offense will continue to click like they started to last week. So, I mean, even uh, you know, Eeyore like me will have a hard time saying the Pats won't win this game. Anything's possible, but they, uh, they should win. And hopefully win with ease. And hopefully it will just be a big party down there at Gillette tonight. So we did ask you, uh, and you kind of skimmed over it. A little tailgate, or are you going to get there just in time? Or what? Oh no, 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 no! I mean, if if we're going, we're going to do full Monty. I mean, we'll be down there early, <laughs> uh, not tailgating, but you know, there's plenty of places at Patriot Place. You know, we'll probably go bowling, see a movie, you know, a few things down there. 
There's right. a ton of stuff to do yeah, down really. there. Like, I never realized that. Juice to two while we're down there. But yes, I'll, I'll be down there for uh, the duration. Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster. You can follow him on Twitter, F-O-R-E Sports. That's for sports. And, of course, you can catch him on the fifth quarter Friday nights on WCSH 6. Although tomorrow night's going to be kind of... Uh, He'll uh, be the one dressed up. Yeah, tomorrow will be abbreviated because they've got uh, baseball going on. So oh. just keep that in mind. So there'll be yeah, no... that's true. No post-show. We were we were pre-warned already on that one. Yeah, so. yeah I have to, have to live and limit our... Uh... A long commentary. Yeah, that'll be great. I don't think I'm in tomorrow night. I, I've not okay. been. I've not been told that I'm in. So I, I assume I'll be back in like another four to five weeks when I least uh, expect I'm sure it. Sure, you'll so. be back before, before yeah. too long. Maybe sometime. You know, my goal is not to wear pants the entire time. So we'll see how it all goes. Well, it's a good thing the camera only shows the waist up. So. Yeah, that's it's usually that's usually the best way to go with me, anyways. <laughs> uh, Michael Hoffer from the Forecaster. Have fun on Foxborough. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Take care, right, Mike. Thanks, thanks. Take care. Thank you. That's Michael Hoffer from The Forecaster and theforecaster.net here on the B-List Daily from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR Radio Network on sp- the new 105 Sports. We got to get ready to do our picks.